Welcome to Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're swapping hop farms for bountiful orchards by exploring the world of fantastically fine ciders. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us! We are indeed. That must mean that we've got some big beers. Oh, however, <laughs> they are not beers. They are not beers, are they? <laughs> they are not beers. We are on cider today. And it's perfect because the weather is really, really nice yep. for cider. So it feels like it's just the right weather for it, isn't it? It does. I mean, I'm not a massive cider drinker. I'm, I'm a beer girl. But, you know, I'll give it a go. I think I don't normally, like for me, I don't normally gravitate to ciders as like... Yeah my option like if i'm out i think when i first moved here and when i was like visiting rick yeah we drank a lot of ciders like magnus yeah i feel like magnus was like the drink the drink of choice pretty much um especially like pear magnus oh i do like but i do like a perry yeah i do like pear cider yeah yeah but yeah and then also we go to like reading beer and cider festival like quite quite a lot as well so yeah. that was like every year we would go to that and I, and I think I started, the first year that we went, I would mainly drink, like, the ciders as well. That is, like, more so than the real ale, because I'm not really, like, a yeah. real, For me, I'm not really a real ale person. Um, I like craft versions of, like, traditional styles. It's not... I like my beer colder than real ale temperatures. Right. <laughs> so, Typically American. So talking about warm beer already. Uh, yeah, I've gone in. I've gone in already on that. I mean, gone I didn't say. Hard. I didn't say warm beer per se, but I like it at a cooler temperature than what you typically get when you get like a craft beer festival and it's been sat there overnight. And yeah, yeah. so uh, they have that great cooling system that is a wet towel. What? <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. What, you, what am I even what talking about? What am I talking about? Uh, yeah, so I'd always just go for ciders, I think, when, when we... I, I don't know at what point we stopped buying cider. Magnus. <laughs> I don't really know. I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't really know the point at which we stopped buying cider in general yeah. and started... Getting beers. Getting, mm. like, beers in. I don't really... I, I don't think I can pinpoint it to when. It's just like our recycling one... One day was just filled with Magnus <laughs> bottles, and then the next it was not. <laughs> I, I don't think I've drunk a lot of cider. Like, I definitely... I have a vivid memory of being on the ship, and they suddenly had Strongbow in. And everyone was like, ooh, sure. Because we, like... I don't think I'm, I'm really a Strongbow person. Well, so. no. So, we yeah, when I was working on the ship, there was kind of a limited mm. selection that was usually available. You could fly in there being Corona and Heineken... And then various other things, depending on where you were in the world and what <laughs> what might have been bought for upstairs and then <laughs> what some new stuff and ended up downstairs. So sometimes we'd be lucky and we'd... Like, it, Sam Adams wasn't always available. Like, that's the first time that I had it was when I was mm. on the ships, but it wasn't always available. Um, there, uh, like, And then when we did Alaska, we would then magically get, like, Alaskan Brewing Co. beers. Um, and then, like, this one cruise, we suddenly had Strongbow, and everyone was like, ooh, got something different. Something different. And I was just like, I don't think I've ever drunk a Strongbow. Like, I'll give it a go. I drank several Strongbows and then was crying in the corner. Oh, so, no. 
So I feel I so. Know. I kind of avoided cider because I was just like, apple oh. cider makes me cry. Let's not do that. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think what we're drinking today is going to make me cry. I mean, but, I, hope, um, I hope not. I might do, but I, yeah. I, I hope not because I feel like if you're in the corner crying at the end of this, it's probably not a good thing. But um, yeah, I guess we sort of. We've decided to sort of stray a bit from the beer thing because yeah. also if you're watching this video, apologies because you can see my husband's like workout bike <laughs> behind us. We're in person and, and we're, we're in person. <laughs> it feels like I keep getting distracted by the bright colours behind us. And I tried to hide it, but it's too big to hide and move. So That's I'm fine. like, this is, and this is the best spot for recording. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we decided to do this episode today because it just felt like I think we saw the, the three hills. Yeah, ciders that we're going to be having today. Uh, they sounded really interesting. And also, as as one will be aware, especially if you listen to our, our end of year episode slash beginning of the new year episode or our Q1 update, um, on my list of things to try and, uh, and buy this year was a little Pomona. So, but obviously they are a cidery also so that's like a key thing is like where you make cider it's called a cidery yeah and, not a brewery no and then you've got you know when you make places that make mead that's a meadery that's a meadery and yeah. i am still i still very strongly refer to places that you can get kebabs as kebabberies <laughs> that is i mean i don't eat kebabs but i have referred to those as kebabberies okay so many times so yeah let's get straight you've got your kebabbery it's not a kebab, your meadery, kebab shop your cidery Kebabbery. A kebabbery. It's not. It's a kebabbery. <laughs> so just like you've got your kebabbery, you've got your cidery. There you go. So, <laughs> and and I was looking at like, you know, what would you call a cider make, like, a, a, what would you call the person that makes the cider? Because so you've got like brewer, would you yeah. call them a brewer? What would you call them? You literally call them cider makers. Just cider makers. Just cider makers. <laughs> just cider Unless maker. there's another name, that's what's put out there is just yeah. like, I googled, you know, what is the person that makes cider? Cider maker. That makes sense. So I was like, <laughs> I like that they're, they're very to the point. Yeah. It's very straight to the point. Um, so that's that's what we're going to be trying today, as well as we have uh, Hogan's Goes Against the Grain Cider. And this one is a, um, yeah, a, a Goes Cider. So from Hogan's Cider. So yeah, it's from Warwickshire. And we just thought that would be interesting. That's that an interesting so way. Interesting. It, it, it sounds interesting, and it feels like it's an interesting way to just sort of tie it back in. Yeah. To be. Yeah. So, and um, we'll give that a go last, and then you might, if you're lucky, you might get some bonus episodes with some other uh, fun things there. So you'll have to keep an eye out, and you'll have to follow us, and and, and you have to go and, go and coffee. Oh, coffee. <laughs> So we'll put the link. The links in the show notes. Go to a coffee. You can donate us some money, uh, which we'd much appreciate because these things don't come cheap, you know. <laughs> um, one of them did. One of well, one, well, of, them well, one of them did. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, donate us a little bit of money so we can keep making this wonderful content for you, and then you get some bonus content. And there's there's loads up there at the minute. Um, we've got some brewery tours. We've got our Q1 review. We've got some beer reviews on there. And once you pay pay some money, then you get access for 30 days to everything that's there. So You can literally go on yeah. and just binge it yeah. in a month and then not pay us again another month. Yeah, if you don't want to. <laughs> you could literally pay us £1. Yeah. Go and binge it and then... And go and draw yourselves. And then be done. Until, yeah. until another... 
until our next so we'll quarterly the next update one. and then you'll have a whole bunch yeah. more new stuff we try to at least do one post a month there yes. like one bonus episode a month uh, but sometimes you get more than one episode a month so because um, they are relatively short ones as well so we try to get as much on there as we can in a month but we can only really guarantee one, one, yeah, one, a, month. one a month this month I feel like you'll probably get a good few might get a couple <laughs> if I've got time to edit them well we'll see by the time you watch this I'm sure there'll be loads on there yeah uh, but yeah that is we do what we can to put some interesting stuff up there at the moment it is video only but hopefully we'll find a way to do it audio it's just again quite an expensive yeah thing <laughs> that has to come out of pocket because it all has to be hosted and it's a whole thing but if you if you do subscribe to our coffee that is that money goes towards being able to do things like that and also still being able to make the content yeah. so there you go that's our little uh our little three seconds of uh product placement there. and um yeah so i guess the first one that we'll start with will probably just be little pomona yeah, eight ticks my book by box off and uh but it was probably just the most straightforward actual yeah. cider. Uh, and we were very kindly given this by Jules at Hop Hideout. Hi, Jules. Thank you, Jules. Thank you, Jules. <laughs> I, it made um, me really happy. Yeah. To I got a message from Joe that was like... <laughs> After uh, Indie Beer Feast, because you you were going to buy it, weren't you, from I wanted Hop to buy Hideout. it, and they didn't have any. Yeah. when I, there, there wasn't any bottles there to buy. Because yeah, they were at Indie Beer Feast. Because they were at Indie Beer Feast. <laughs> Um, and so I couldn't buy any yeah. and I was really sad but I was like that's okay the whole reason why I didn't buy it in advance was because I was like I know that I'm going there and I'm going to be at Hot Pilots so that's fine but unfortunately I think I had to leave before the ne- before they were actually open Yeah, I, I was leaving the next morning and they don't open until a certain yeah. time and I actually think they might have even been closed on that day full stop um, so I couldn't get down there and then Joe messaged like it's like I have got us. Jules has Jules, Jules has given said, us a present. Yeah, a present. <laughs> um, so this is on the beach, B E E C H twenty twenty, um, and I believe Jules said that this is made with a particular type of apple. So let, let's have a little read of the read of the label before we crack into it. Um, when legendary orchard man and good friend Rob Uren brought us a little over six hundred kilograms of white beach, a rare apple once prized by the old cider makers. We were like kids at Christmas. We pressed these along with some major, a super rich, sweet, spicy apple and browns. All juicy for citrus. First into tank, but then subsequently moving it into four barrels. A mixture of ex-cognac, white burgundy and Chianti to finish fermentation. Sounds amazing. What developed over time was everything we had hoped. On the nose, this is sweet and perfumed. Think ripe peach, honey and lemon blossom. On the palate, it is gloriously mouth-watering, like stuffing fruit gums into your face one <laughs> after the other. And although technically bone dry, the fruit and barrel have combined to create an illusion of fruit sweetness, as wonderful as it is hard to believe. Drink cool, not cold, gluten-free. Yeah, so I have taken them out of the fridge because yes. actually, before we crack it open in general, should I give a really quick sort of rundown on like what is a cider? Yes. Um, and and what is a fine cider not just fine ciders not just like yes yeah, <laughs> not just like strong way but it's also not just uh it's it's fine yes yeah. all right uh it is it artisanal. is it is artisanal yeah um so a cider itself is basically an alcoholic beverage <laughs> made from express juice of fruit and that's normally apples but as joe said earlier if it's made with pears that's that's a perry so i guess that's something worth noting as you can have perries which are pear ciders um 
and then yeah those that, that juice is then fermented so basically in the u.s if it's been untreated with any preservative methods at that point that's when it is just cider in u.s terms is it not just apple juice no nope, nope because that is when you get apple juice or what's commonly referred to as apple juice that's when it has been treated to prevent spoilage uh, okay. so like the untreated right apple juice that is cider, what the US is known as no. cider. We would probably call that, um, like, you'd normally get, like, a pressed apple juice or, yeah. like... Um, it's the fancy stuff. The closest <laughs> the closest that I've come to tasting, like, US cider yeah. here is probably, like, um, cloudy. Cloudy, like, cloudy, cloudy pressed. Yeah. It's very, like, you, you end up having to get, like, really fancy apple juice for it to yeah. be more close to US cider but even then it is but even then it's still marketed as juice because I guess it's been treated so that it won't spoil yeah um so that is sort of the difference between cider in the US and apple juice um and then what is known as hard cider over in the US is when it's left to naturally ferment that's when it becomes hard cider um so yeah that is sort of the differentiator between apple juice US cider and Hard cider, which is in the UK and most of Europe, it's just, just called regular cider. cider. <laughs> I think there's probably some countries that don't sort of call it that, but I think over yeah. in Europe as a whole, it tends to be cider, which is really funny actually, because I think when I first moved here, and I just for me, part of what like my favourite season is probably autumn in the US. Yeah, really love it, and. Um, I just remember, like, that was one of the saddest things about when I moved here. It's like, you can't go apple picking, really. It's really hard to go apple picking. And um, you don't get apple cider. And so I tried to find the things that were, like, the closest to replicate it. And you still don't really have it. It's sad. No. But I remember, like, going back to the UK, like, going back to the US yeah. after and then being like, oh, yeah, like, there's there's a site. And then Rick would just be like, I, we just call it cider. I don't yeah, understand. Don't understand. Like, yeah, hard, there's hard cider, like, and, hard and, cider and soft cider. Like, what right, is that? And I think that that was something that like would confuse both sides of the pond when I would say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what makes it a fine cider? It's, it's better than just okay. Uh, but yeah, it's small batch and craft and or artisanal. And I did look up the difference between like craft and artisanal. Oh. And the difference being, so like craft is more... Uh, there's like creative process and whereas like when something's more artisanal so there's more sort of creativity and more like a, it's a little different like in terms of craft but then artisanal is very much like when it's something that's trying to preserve the, like the old art. techniques oh, okay, of how yeah. to do something and yeah. you really have to like hone your craft you hone your craft there yeah um to make it artisanal so that you that. Can keep it true so that is sort of the difference there um and then also sort of like with wine, you got the terroir. That is quite important in cider making. Um, and then, again, this is how I knew to take these out of the fridge, was as I was going through sort of what makes a fine cider versus just the strong bows of the world. Um, normally, you drink a strong bow, you'd probably drink it right out of the fridge, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it just however it comes. <laughs> yeah, but, but similarly to, to beer, um, there is cold. a serving temperature or like a, a recommended way of sort of having it is like you shouldn't drink cider ice cold mm. equally like if it's too warm that might dull some flavors well. so you know there's no set temperature per se yeah like there is with certain beer styles but it does say that you probably shouldn't have it ice cold you probably shouldn't have it too warm it should be roughly like just above room temperature like cool but not 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 too much so um but room temperature you find i think 
it, it does require a little bit of exploration as well. Yeah. Because um, you do want to see how that flavour changes. Like certain ones like might be so much... Exactly. Certain ones might be better at a colder temperature than others, especially yeah. depending on like what's gone into the making it. So yeah, that is, that is, that's the high level of that. And then I sort of just looked into the difference of the actual cider making process. So high level is selecting the fruit and harvesting them. Um, like with anything else, certain apple varieties are better than others. And I actually found out that, um, it kind of depends on what you're trying to get to. Are you trying to get a tartar one? Are you trying to get a sweeter one? Um, there's so many different varieties and a lot of them in the UK specifically as well are grown just for making cider. So they're mm. not edible. Like you wouldn't eat these apples that are made for cider making. Um, and I thought that's really interesting because it's like you can use any apples, but I find it really interesting that there are specific cider apples. So many of them. Um, from there, you've got to prepare the fruit, which is the um, that is the when you have to wash all of it like super super thorough so that there's not any. Um, dirt or anything on them and then you basically have to like grind it down <laughs> into a, a pumice to break the fruit um into a pulpy consistency what i thought was interesting with that is they do it with the whole fruit <laughs> that includes like the skin and the mm. seeds so i thought that's something that you could probably relate to with making some beers as well because i remember you saying about like the clean i can even imagine what goes into oh. making cider if you have to clean every single one of the apples yeah. that goes into that yeah this like alcohol production is just cleaning it's not glamorous <laughs> it's just lots and lots of cleaning isn't it yeah just loads of cleaning <laughs> yeah it's not something that i would want to sign up for as a job um so from there that that promise that you get you then press it so they you the traditional way so that's to extract the juices fully and to do that you know there's a manual way that gets done in the more traditional way the artisanal way uh, normally on like a wooden press and you basically apply pressure to it as as you'd as you'd expect you apply pressure to it and you squeeze the juices out um, but also there's more modern tech that uses hydraulics and pneumatic presses um, that gets basically better efficiency and less physical effort so you could probably it's a lot more sustainable than than a guy yeah. in a shed like squishing <laughs> squishing yeah i like that way of, of explaining it squishing <laughs> Um, you then go into your maturation process. So, oh no, sorry, you don't. I skipped. Uh, you then go into the fermentation process. Um, so that is basically the juices transferred into a fermentation vessel. Uh, so that that can also include just putting it into barrels. Like it mm. doesn't have to go directly. Well, it can go into your standard steel fermentation vessel uh, it doesn't have to it could go into an oak barrel for example and it can sit in that oak barrel to ferment for the for the primary fermentation like that doesn't really matter there um and then yes some at this point some cider makers will add yeast in to initiate the fermentation process others will just allow allow for the wild yeast to na that naturally occur in that environment to take over and do its job just regular saccharomyces uh say what no what type of yeast it was? No, like I didn't see anything. Brewer's yeast? No, I didn't see actually what mm. type of... Um, it didn't that. specify. It just yeah. said, you know, some people choose to do yeah. it. That'll be interesting to find out, though. Maybe we yeah. can find that out for a bonus episode. Yeah, we'll find that out. See if it's a few regular Saccharomyces that we use for brewing. Or, yeah. And then just your regular bacteria and wild yeast like Brett. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see sort of across these if, if it says, you know, which ones yeah. have had yeast added, which ones are more natural and... And, and that's that's interesting um so from that point of the fermentation it then goes into the maturation process so not everybody has to do this but a lot of some of these fine cideries 
we'll choose to put the cider through an additional aging process. Um, so after that primary fermentation, they'll go and they'll and they'll let it sit in age. Um, and that's just basically to develop and mature the flavouring so that you can get a more complex cider out of things. And um, especially if, like, say you've put it in a steel uh, fermentation festival for primary fermentation, you can get more flavours once you then chuck it into a barrel or, you know... Just like with beer. Just like with beer, like we've talked, like we've talked about before. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes that happens and it can be done, again, stainless steel tanks, uh, oak barrels, a mixture of two, something completely different, like it sounds like Pomona's done. Um, and after that, when it's ready... There's also the option to do carbonation. So not everybody does do carbonation, um, but again, some cideries will carbonate their beer, uh, carbonate their ciders at that point. Um, but that's if it's not already happened. Like, so sometimes there's just like a natural carbonation that happens as well um, when it goes into the bottles or there's mm. like a forced carbonation that, that takes place. So that's, that's the potential of what can happen after... Um, and then the final process, which is the filtration and packaging. So if the cider needs to be filtered, basically it gets filtered at that point. Not everybody will filter. That just depends on the on the cidery. Um, and then, yeah, it gets packaged and, and enjoyed. So nice. That is just the high level run through of what I got from the process. But yeah, I, I didn't want to start digging in too deep because I don't know enough about it. <laughs> so yeah. Shall we crack open let's, the, the first one? Let's. There you go. All right. You've got the bottle open now. I'm really excited for this. Oh, Jaws literally just made me so pleased. I loved it. Glass. It feels like I, I had to get it out of a fancy glass because... Or a fancier glass. I feel like it had to be a stem glass. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just because the bottle the bottle itself feels fancy. I very rarely now don't drink out of a stem glass. I mean, yeah. Me, me too. I feel like that is my that is my um, MO in general. But... Oh, did you have a look? What, is there, like, different different steps to tasting a cider than there are a beer? Um, <laughs> I didn't actually look at the tasting process. Actually. I only just thought about it as a... <laughs> uh, what we can do is we can maybe look it up before we do the bonus one. Yes. And then we will... Be in our bonus episode. Talk so about it in the bonus episode. If you want more in-depth about <laughs> yeasts and how to taste cider, we'll, uh, well, that, you're going to have to hop on over to coffee and grab the bonus. I did get... Um, what I did get is I did get some notes. Actually, we can skip ahead. I can skip to that as well as we're tasting this. of um, Sort of the different key tasting terminology that's oh, there. Yeah. So... I didn't get too much about the actual tasting process and stuff, but I did get a high level of like, you've got your bittersweet apples. So that apple varieties have high, they're high in tannins and they're low in acidity. Okay. So that's used to add complex flavours and astringency. So you've got your bitter sharp apples. So bitter sharp apple varieties are high in tannins and acidity levels. Um, and that tends to be used to add balance and robust character to your ciders and then you've got dessert apples which as you'd probably guess they're primarily used for eating fresh but they tend to be high in sugar as one would assume while being low in acidity so those are often used to blend with other apple types just to add the sweetness into the cider um, in terms of styles that you get there uh, you have a dry cider which is ciders that are minimal they have minimal residual sugars there they are more crisp and they're less sweet in taste. You have a semi-dry cider. Uh, those are mo they have moderate amounts of residual sugar, and the balance um, 
they kind of balance between uh, the balancing the sweetness and the acidity levels in there. Um, then you have sweet ciders, which obviously have high levels of residual sugar, and they just have a very pronounced sweetness and, and a fuller bodied mouthfeel. And then you have still ciders, and those are ones that are not carbonated and they lack any type of carbonation in bubbles to them okay. at all. And I think those ones for me are the ones that I don't like as much. I'm not as much about the flat ones because it feels like, for me, it feels like it's missing something. something. Yeah, I, yeah. And it's like you can't put your finger on what, what yeah. it's missing, but you know it is missing something. So I'm reading, hearing you read through those, I'm thinking I'm probably a sweet cider girl, but do you know what? My palate for very sweet things has kind of changed over time so I, I may be lying to myself I think it depends on like my mood as well because yeah. like sometimes and it depends on that sweetness and what type of sweetness it is um, so like for me if it's just too sweet but in the wrong way I'm not a fan it has to be yeah. the right type of sweetness for me um, so, so yeah how would you say so it's it's not quite clear it's almost clear so you can obviously tell that there's like fruit in it um, very yellow no head I'm doing this from a beer perspective as well, people. like. To be fair, I, I think I feel like I would view almost... Fairly similar. The way I'd view ciders as well, it's like I almost probably would... I wouldn't expect there I wouldn't to be expect a head them to it. have a head, no. I think it's kind of like when you have certain like sour beers as yeah. well, that you just go like, there's not going to be a head on that, is there? No. I'm getting what I would interpret as Brett. Very barnyardy. Yeah. That, and I would say, like, for me, the smell's quite acidic. Yeah. But definitely, yeah, funky. Yeah. Funk. I feel like people that don't like yeah. horse blanket. If you don't like horse blanket, this is not for you. I, I love using that descriptor, horse blanket. Especially because like, some people get really wound up with it. And it makes me laugh so much. I was reading somewhere as well. So, like, someone was just like, who knows what a horse blanket smells like? And I'm like, someone's been around horses. Like, but, but also, you don't need to know. I feel like it's no, very clear. I, yeah, what's I getting feel, yeah, I feel like it's a very descriptive word. Like... And like people are like, oh, barnyard. And I'm like, but I've been in barnyards. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what that smells that is, like. That is like, what it smells like. You know, I, and, but again, it's that perception and the experiences you've had in your life, like shape the things that you can then describe. So, you know, we've all had different experiences, so can attain different things. I think going into the smell like quite intensely as well, like really going in, I feel like I'm, I'm getting woodiness to it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like barrel definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right oh cheers ticking this off my list <laughs> thank you jules oh that is really interesting and not what i what i would have guessed a cider would taste like <laughs> like i know what cider tastes like and that is like no yeah real i mean i would say the closest cider that that's come to is probably just like the beer festival ciders that i've had yeah that's proper funky that is not like supermarket cider it's not a supermarket all. cider it is very dry it feels it very fancy said that didn't it let's have a look back through here so what do we say uh, super rich sweet spicy apple from Major juicy citrus from Browns uh, white beech doesn't really say much about that and then it was put into cognac white burgundy and Chianti for mixed fermentation so this says Right, hang on, I'm going to have another sip. Yeah, you've got to kind of, because that, the taste has just changed slightly again as I've just had another sip. It's really complex to me, because I feel like the evolution of the, of, the sip, mm. of the sip changes. So I do get the fruit gums, like wine gums. I don't know if I've ever had a wine. You never, no, you wouldn't like a wine gum because you've got to chew it. 
No, I like gummies. I like gummy bears. No, but wine gum is is, is it a like lot, a Starburst level chewy. of chewy? Yeah, it's more chewy than a than a gummy. <gasps> Why? You wouldn't like it. Genuinely, like I like I don't mind chewy things. It's like gut, but like gummy bears are okay. It's when you get to the Starbucks level of chewing that I'm like, <laughs> that's why I get bored. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't like a wine gum, but there's a there's a certain flavour in a wine gum that I'm definitely getting from that. Um. Sweet and perfumey nose, mm. ripe peach, honey, and lemon blossom. I think I could get the perfumey. I I just get funk, funk and wood. See, I think when I do the the drive by, when I do the drive by, <laughs> I, the drive by I love I love using that phrase so much. When I do the drive by, I get the perfume. You know when I do a breathe out, I get orange. Yeah, yeah, I get like orange peel. Yeah, I'd say peel for sure. Yeah. Like prof- like the pith. Yep. Yeah, if you didn't say that, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. So I don't know if it's I'm noticing so, it because you've said it. <laughs> so that to me is coming from the browns. Apples. Sweet, spicy. I don't really get a spicy to it. Um, I should go back in for another sip in it because maybe... I might just be getting it now because I read it. <laughs> it's hard because I I think can't... it's in with the funk. That's what... That's a... That is kind of what I was trying to yeah. like separate, and I, it's really hard to separate the funky flavors out. So it might just be one of those things that's just sort of like hidden in the in the flavors. Mm. It's definitely interesting. I feel like this is something that like so like even from the bottle. If you watch the video, you can see it's a yeah. it's a uh, seven fifty mil bottle, and it just looks almost like a wine. Yeah. Like the like the artwork on it looks like a wine label artwork and. Obviously, it doesn't look like wine, but like physically in the colour um, and its appearance. But I think it's something that I would treat. Th- I would probably treat this one the same as I. I'd be more likely to treat this like a wine than I would treat it like a beer. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know that obviously there's some beers that I would treat more like yeah. a wine, especially the funky ones. Yeah, but I think for me, it's like easier for me to make this connection to a wine than it is for me to make that connection to a beer which is um yeah it's just really it is interesting in terms of flavor and I feel like that flavor sort of evolves in your mouth and you get so many different things that are like so hard to separate out yeah yeah it's interesting I feel like this would pair really pair really well with food yeah but I can tell you so I did do I did look at food pairings Oh yeah. Uh, so, I guess the thing about fine ciders is, is that they're known, they are known as the type of drink that is pretty food friendly. Yeah. Um, because they have such diverse flavour profiles that pretty much it means that they can be paired with a wide variety of dishes, pretty much. So some of the guidance that I got in terms of specifically what to pair it with. Um, so you can do like when it comes to cheese. So the acidity and carbonation that you get from one would cut through sort of the richness of a creamy cheese, like a brie or a camembert. Um, you've, if you've got one that has like a little bit more fruity notes to it um, and, and more sort of tannins, those go better with aged cheddars and blue cheeses. Like a chutney, like it's it's replacing that like fruit chutney that you'd have on your cheese board. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever think, I don't, I don't think I thought about it that mm. way when I sort of made the note on it, but that is pretty spot on that's a very think. good cicerone note right there <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so, so, so not cicerone. 
if you're studying your Cicerone, think of things that can replace bits. So, a, you know, a fruity cider is going to replace that chutney on your plate. So that's a really interesting way to think about it, to be yeah. fair. Um, when it comes to seafood, so those with higher acidity levels as well will go with seafood dishes quite well. Um, like, so for example, specifically, uh, like shellfish. Uh, I don't eat seafood, so to me that is it doesn't matter what it goes well with. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have it, so that's fine. Um roasted meats. Now I think you definitely like more specifically pork and turkey, and I yeah, think I was if you think say about it, pork, you tend to have like applesauce apple with, with it, it, do you? Yeah. Because they're slightly like air quote sweeter meat. Like I don't like this I wouldn't put with, you know, like yeah, nicely barbecued beef no. or anything like that with that that Maillard reaction that you get with that, where you get that lovely, like, caramelised bit, that is going to go better with a beer because you get that balance of those flavours. This, you want it with something like pork where you're going to pull out the sweetness of the meat. And that's what they say about um, seafood, actually, is that, like, some of the more acidic beers are good with seafood because they pull out the sea sweetness interesting that's a that's a fun right word. That's, that was something that we like we we were all like what <laughs> we were doing our sister own training there's apparently there's a sea, sea sweetness, sweetness that, uh, that that acidity and and freshness can pull out of seafood so that's why cider would go well that's the kind that. of sweetness that i don't like sea sweetness i'm good i'm good with sea sweetness um but yeah, so I mean, when I thought of it, I thought about it just like pork with with. I, I sort of inadvertently did that thing that you did, which was uh, <laughs> replace it on the plate. Yeah. And I was like, well, you'd replace I the know. applesauce with it. Um, oh, guest guest visitor in the house. Famine's famine's gone. <laughs> she's got now. free. She's got free range. Um, she's a free range dog, so she's come in. Uh, but yeah, so like in terms of roasted meats in general, it's basically they complement the rich and caramelised flavours that you get from a roast. Um, but also ciders that are sweet, sweeter can enhance the savoury elements in a roast mm. as well. Um, so that's that's kind of how they go with the roasty. When it comes to spicy foods, they can actually help cool down the heat and add some contrast to that to that spice. So they are meant to be quite good with spicy foods. So I guess if you had like a really spicy curry or something like that, that might be quite good. If you're like, I need to cool that down. Let's have that. Yeah. I guess it would probably depend on what is in that curry on whether or not it would work. But just in general, spice notes, it's meant to help remove that heat um and then it was what i thought was quite interesting as well was like apple based desserts it can work really well with so i think that's the opposite of beer though isn't it because sometimes if you have too much of a similar flavor they just don't work together whereas like with yeah i was thinking that because when i was drinking this i was like i feel like it would go really well with an apple tart but like an apple tart can be quite sweet Whereas this is uh, this has got a lovely dryness to it, so maybe it's just kind of it would pull out that apple flavoury bit. Yeah, so it's really that sort of they can harmonise quite well with their shared flavours because like there's the acidity in the cider that cuts through the sweetness of the dessert. So they're each like while they're both apple and apple flavourings, they are very much oh, both sorry. doing. <laughs> they are very much having similar flavours, but with the different notes that sort of work together really well. But I thought that was interesting because I feel like there's not that much dimension when it comes yeah. to differences in beer in the sense of two flavours. Like, you don't tend to get a chocolate... Like, we're not replicating a chocolate flavour and then having yeah, it in a dessert kind of and then it just cancels each, each other out. out. Like we found with the um, vocation, the vocation yeah. ones. So yeah, so that's what happened with the, you know, that's how that works quite well with the dessert side of things. Um, and then obviously it's like, you know, charcuterie, that's obvious. I feel like 
game. Salads, I thought was quite interesting. Uh, and dark chocolate. So apparently they pair really chocolate. well with Yeah. Apparently they pair really well with um, salads. Because they're quite light, I suppose. You tend to want something light with a salad because the flavours in it are quite delicate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought was interesting because you very yeah. rarely, like, you don't really get beers that are like... But this is oh. a salad beer. Like yeah, you no, don't you tend do, to go. You do when you're learning about doing your cicerone training. Because <laughs> like, that's a really good like a chicken salad with something like a goes or you know a, a gers particularly because the gers like and it, like it's got that little bit of almost vinegar like white wine vinegariness mm. to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the spritziness, like if you've got cheese on your salad, it's going to cut through that. Yeah, like a, a beer and salad pairing is. Is actually a good tip, but I feel like that's so. These are things like yes, you might know if you're doing like a cicerone thing, but from like just an everyday, yeah, just an everyday. You don't go to like yeah, a no, pub and then they like, go. Normally, they'd go like if, beer with your salad. If anyone was going to offer recommendations of yeah. like what to pair things with food wise, they don't tend to go like and with our salads. Here's no. the ones that pair best with our salads. Like that doesn't tend to happen. Like, they shouldn't be employing cicerones. To but I think that's really interesting. Some people, some people do just like they want to enjoy a beer and then they want something to eat, like. If you're out and about and you're having a lunch or something, you want something to eat, but you don't necessarily, <laughs> you don't necessarily want something too filling. No, it's like you might yeah. want something that's going to pair with the salads. So there yeah. you go, ciders pair with salads, fine ciders, anyways. Um, but yeah, the dark chocolate thing threw me off. I don't. Yeah, it's just interesting. Any particular know. particular one with dark chocolate? No, just sort of said like with, with some chocolates, especially like dark chocolate. I, was like, I suppose if you've got like I with this, I was picking up that orange. I suppose if you've got a little bit of that kind of citrusy flavour in it, that could go quite well with the dark. I, I know you hate that, I but hate that. chocolate orange. But that's, I would literally that hate that. That's my well. actual nightmare. It's like having to also drink it. I mean, I have purposely bought dark beers. chocolate. <laughs> dark chocolate goes really well with like certain IPAs that have got an orangey note to them so yeah yeah those are all my boot my um I was gonna say my beer and my beer and food pairings and my cider it's hard to like not instinctively it's hard to not instinctively say yeah. beer so overall if we were to kind of go back to what we've done with cocktails like would you recommend this to a whomever drinker I kind of feel like would I recommend this to like a strong bio drinker? Probably not. I don't, Probably I don't not. know if they'd enjoy that. No, I don't think they'd appreciate it. <laughs> Would I recommend it to a... Like, I'd recommend it to a wine drinker, probably. Yeah. And Certain I'd, types of wine. I'd probably recommend it to someone who enjoyed funky beers. Like... That wanted to get into ciders. Yeah. That were like, how do I yeah. get into that? Definitely someone that enjoys funk. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's that one. Yeah. Next up, shall we move on? I've taken out the three hills glassware and everything. Dun, dun, dun. We've got the really good glasses. <laughs> the nice oh, you've got two word. now. Did you buy two when yeah, we got Yeah, I did. did I, bought, I bought a set in the end. Oh. Because <laughs> we got these originally from the outpost on Bermondsey um, when they first opened. Yeah. And we were like, oh, these are nice glasses. Can we buy those? Yes, we can. <laughs> I think I might have bought one the first time. Yeah. And then I might have bought one again the second time. I either bought the set. I can't remember if I bought the set the first time around mm. or if I bought one when they first opened. I feel like we only, had, we only bought one each when we were there. And then time. I think I bought it again when we went mm. back the second time. Mm. I was like, I need another one. <laughs> then I bought another one. But side note, talking about Bermondsey, we were having a, a debate at work the other day um, about which is which end is the beginning of Bermondsey. Is there really a beginning, though? I mean, no, but, like, I think we, someone was saying... Was the which should I start at, which happened? Yeah, because I was just like, well, where, where are you starting? 
And they were like, we're at the beginning. And I was like, mm, well, where's the beginning? <laughs> and I was like, at, like, London Beer Factory. Is it London Beer Factory? Mm. Or is it Full Pure? Is one end. I don't know. I've started I've at... I've gone there, at, so, um, so I've started at Southwark. And then done Ansbach and Hobday and gone that way. I would say Ansbach and Hobday because that's yeah, the closest that to... But to the, the station, right? station. Yeah, so, so I then, tend to I find yeah. the start is whatever's and by. then you go Cloudwater um, used to be BBNO but they've shut now round to Colonel and then along to Three Hills and Spartan and whatever else mm. is down that end now after what things are closed but um, yeah someone was like oh no the end's Colonel and I'm like mm, it's not <laughs> You're missing out the other. I was like, you've got to keep going because there's more down the other yeah, end. Yeah, I guess like, it's oh. there is like such a like you you hit a point where there yeah. is a bit. I was of like, a Colonel's separation. the middle. Yeah, <laughs> I consider the start definitely. Answer and hop day end. The, yeah, only because that's the closest to yeah the station. Yeah, but depends on what end you want to start at. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was that was a fun <laughs> conversation that we had at work the other day. <laughs> Interesting. Shall we? Which one should we do first? So we've got Spirit of Nature of the uh, the Grand... How is it? Lopin? Lopin, yeah. Grand Lopin barrel-aged cider. Mm. Or the Apple Brandy Triple Sec and Sherry barrel-aged cider, which is... That sounds... Are they all the same? Maybe they. 7.5? That one's uh, 6.5. And that's a barrel-aged one. Mixed cider firm barrel mixed aged. firm blend. I almost got that one. These two are the same ABVs, and this one's lower ABV, and yeah. I almost think that's probably the better one to start at, because that's yeah. just a barrel-aged cider, yeah. slash mix-firm blend. So that feels like that's probably going to be the most straightforward yeah. of them. So let's start. So these that. are cider blends that Three Hills have done with Saxby's. They just sounded really interesting, so we Yeah, we kind of were like, oh, it would be really interesting to get these, and yeah. then I sort of like, oh, I must put in... I think I was deciding where I put my order in and then yeah. I was like, oh, I don't, know. I don't know if I should. And then I ended up doing a mix where I had to get some from yeah. Three Hills and some from a different order that we were doing all together. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like keen to get all of them. So I was like, yeah, let's be good. And of course, we are using proper glassware with our yeah. outpost. Well, I could have not. It yeah. feels well, that's very fizzy. Yeah. I wonder how much this is going to be cider compared to yeah. beer. You know what? Ooh, that's got some. Because there's no actual bits in it, so this is just really cloudy, and yours is not cloudy. That smells like apples. It <laughs> does. Let me smell yours though, because yours doesn't have all the. No, it is the same. Sorry, I was just checking, but that didn't. That just smells like apple juice, and it looks uh, like cloudy apple. On the can, it says a uniquely blended portion of our wood-aged mixed fermented sour stock, with more barrel-aged Saxby cider. Crisp, refreshing, and suitably funky. We will see. It almost smells a bit like toffee. Like, I feel like mine smells almost a bit like toffee. I think I know what you mean. Like a toffee apple. Mm. Yeah, I see what you Weirdly. mean. Weirdly. Because it's very sweet smelling. Yeah. It does smell like toffee apple, though. It's a bit weird. That does not taste like it smells. No. That is really... It's dry. Yeah, really dry. It's, it tastes like it's going to be really got sweet. That, yeah, it, smell, it smells like it's going to be really sweet, and then it isn't. It's really dry. It's got that kind of carbonic bite about it. I feel like there's a, like, a bit of woodiness in it. Yeah. I almost get a bit, like, weirdly, this is going to sound really weird, and it might not make sense, but I almost get like a bit of like coconut 
in there. Okay. Like in the back end of it. I felt like and I just tasted orange juice. But I'm wondering if that's like has to do with some of like the wood element yeah, to it of like what's possibly. coming off from the wood. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this one says founded in 2017, Three Hills Brewing is a highly experimental, highly experimental independent small batch brewery committed to creating interesting, tasty, and innovative drinks for you to enjoy. A uniquely blended portion of our wood aged mixed fermented sour stock with a more barrel aged Saxby cider crisp refreshing and suitably funky I actually don't get that much funk no I in don't it, if I'm honest no there's acidity from the sour stock I would say but it just kind of reminds me of juice I think yeah it's just it's which is dangerous at 6.5% of I think there is there is definitely funkiness but I think the funkiness is just it tastes a bit, for me, it tastes like sparkling apple. Yeah. I think after having it after the um, little Pomona, which was very complex, this feels much more simple. Yeah. It, not in a, I feel not like, not, not in a way that's like, like boring. Yeah. In a way that is just, it is straight to the point. Yeah. Like there's no... Like, it, I can imagine people drinking, like... Potentially this in quantity because yeah. it's simple. It's more, for some people, it would be like more palatable as yeah. well. If they're yeah. used to drinking cider yeah. normally and not so much... Or if they're used to drinking beer and sessioning... Basically, like yeah. sessioning a beer. If that's what they're used to, their drinking habits, this is definitely probably more that. bitterness about it as well. It's just really like... just re- It just is really interesting in the way of how straightforward like the difference between the aroma and then the taste yeah and what that taste actually is and it's very dry like extremely dry yeah very dry it like leaves your mouth a bit of sweetness isn't in it though i would like it to be a little bit more sweet i would agree that i think if there was like a little touch of sweetness it's personal preference but yeah that's just like we said we enjoy yeah and this is actually sort of us being like what we don't normally drink cider. Yeah. So what, so, like, discovering what we like and we're just thinking about it yeah. in the ways that we normally would yeah. have a beer. Yeah. I think this is good, though. Like, I could definitely... I feel like this would be, for me, really good to pair with food, for sure. Um, just in line with, like, I can see having this with a meal. Yeah. More so, like, not that the other one couldn't, because, as I said, like, I feel like that is a fancy thing. You'd pair mm. it like you would wine. But I feel like that would be more of, like, a... It's a fancy occasion. Yeah. Get out that bottle. Whereas, like, this feels like... A more it's definitely day. an elevated cider compared to your yeah. Strongbows of the world, your Magnus of the world, whatever. But I feel like I could casually have this with a meal in yeah. a pub. And it, yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't need to be, like, a special occasion. No, I'd it be wouldn't like, have yeah, to be, that like, is... particularly paired with anything. I feel like this special. would... Personally, I feel like this would go with, like, quite a lot of things that I would eat fairly well. So... And it wouldn't take anything away from the food. Yeah. So. Mm. Interesting. I'm excited to sort of try the I other one. I want to do a breathe out and see if that adds more of that sweetness to it. I think because it smelled like that toffiness, I almost wanted a bit of like toffee apple. Yeah. No, you don't even get it when you do the breathe out. There's a little bit of that kind of toffiness, maybe kind of lingering on your tongue, if you really think about it. But you have to really think about it. I think I just get the woodiness more than anything yeah. else like that. Interesting. Wood. I'm glad I tried it. I'm excited to see what the other ones are mm. like. like. Especially the apple brandy, triple second sherry barrel. That one to me is the one that I'm like really, really excited about. Do you want to save that to last or you want Let's to do Let's save that one to last because I feel okay. like that one will be 
potentially more challenging more complex mm. i think than maybe the other one which is the gla- the grand loping okay. ballet that's just straightforward like not not straightforward but i feel like that one has the ability to be more straightforward than when you've got yeah. multiple barrels involved yeah. <laughs> true, true. cool let's go that one then okay next one up what would we say it was the grand loping yeah whichever one someone will correct us you know and go yeah, it's like, like that's not how you say it that's not how you say it you should have googled how to say it <laughs> guess what i didn't so <laughs> suck it please let us know how to pronounce it if we are doing it wrong um but we don't care oh this yeah. one looks different oh yeah this one arguably looks more you? like a beer yeah so you can see there's actually head on this one uh yeah no this one definitely looks more like you'd expect from a beer wait you might look at these like slow moving like carbies mine is yeah no i have got the slow slow motion carbonation bubbles i was gonna say the thing you were translating slow motion (laughs) carbies i went look at those slow motion carbies and you were like yes i too have slow motion carbonation bubbles bubbles. (laughs) look at them though this looks like a reverse snow globe i've not got as many look mine's not got as many oh mate you got the better glass how do i do I, I just blindly gave you yeah, one. No, I know. It's, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that you're sabotaging my cider or anything. I'm not a, su- a cider, cider saboteur. <laughs> Can we call this episode cider, cider saboteur? <laughs> uh, I just, I'm, I don't even want to smell it. This is too entrancing. It's hypnotic. I feel like, you know, I said brewery ASMR needed to be a thing. <laughs> I think if you were going to put a, like a video on yeah, that is that. to like fall asleep to, it would definitely be this. Just zooming in on this and yeah. This has an interesting smell. I feel like this smells more like what I expect a cider to smell like. I mean, you could top that up if you want, see if there's more carbies hidden in there. <laughs> more carbies. They're still going. <laughs> I've hard, I tried hardboarding pouring mine. No, look. Look, the carbies are going. They're going. Need to, not as good as yours, though. Mine's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, here, I'll let you do the, the pleasure yeah, of reading read. the back right, of this so, da, da, da. Back in 2021, we selected 1,000 litres of Saxby's Fine Cider to be aged in four different wine and spirits barrels. Having frequently tasted the individual barrels over the last two years, we decided this Loire Valley red wine barrel could only be released as a single barrel due to its truly unique vinous and oak top notes. Ooh. Is that what I'm getting? I'm not, because I feel like... I, I say no until you've read that, and now that you've read that, I'm like, yes, but I don't know if that's my brain. I feel like, to me, this smelled like more of a traditional, not, not, when I say traditional, I, I mean more like Strong real ale, no, like, <laughs> oh. it smells more like the real ale, like, okay, right, right, right. like that cider yeah. equivalent okay. to me. There is, like, a bit of funkiness to it for me, there is a yeah. bit of that. Um, this is more in line with what? I think of when I think of having cider at a beer festival, for example. Okay. So I think the uh, the previous one smelt more like my perception of cider. I feel like from this, I'm getting marshmallow. But that must mean that it mm. must be vanillin from the barrel. I, I was going to say, I smell... I, I think when you say marshmallow, I get what you're saying. But for me, it smell It comes across more as like a vanilla-y sweetness. Yeah. So I think you're probably right there. And it's just like a touch of sweetness in the aroma. Yeah. So like I'm not, but then going by the last two and their aromas versus their and taste, then, I right. genuinely don't know what to yeah. expect from it. I get apple and I get some funk. I get heavy apple. And I get some wood. Heavy apple, funk, like 
is the is what's shouting at me the most. Yeah. And then the woods kind of like in there and I think supporting in the back and I think that some of those other that small sweetness I always do this hand to like supporting in the back and then I think about I think I feel like it's like I'm supporting somebody's bum I'm like (laughs) that's a visual thing if you're not if you're only listening you're not going to see you're not going to see what that means you'll have to you're not going to see the slow moving cobbies (laughs) if I can capture that yeah they're still going guys mine are not you go watch the video you're not going to see the cobbies I'm going to taste this now. People are going to be so mad that I've said that and they're going to be like, don't you ever fucking call carbonation bubbles carbies again. I don't know how to feel. <clears throat> Not in a bad way. I feel like I like this one the most so far. I'm getting that like... Like that, I think this has the, more sweetness to it as well. Yeah, the but toffee not, apple smell that was from the one before, I feel like is in the taste of this. One. Oh, I'm not getting toffee for me. I'm not getting, I'm getting the getting. toffee. A marshmallow. It I'm is that, that vanillin sweetness. It is dry, but also has like very noticeable carbonation. Yeah. In it, cleans the palate. It does sort of that dryness sort of does land in like a sparkling wine type way yeah yeah it does and there is a sweetness but it's not sweet it's just i think it's that balance like there is more i think there is more balance Mm. between the sweet a little bit of like not tartness because it's not tart but i think that they're like smaller levels of everything but they are it's not as extreme as what we experience with beer yeah um so it is really interesting and it is quite well balanced I in that like way. this one the best. This is my fave so far. I think this one's my favourite so far, but this is the one that I personally could probably drink the most yeah. of in yeah. a session. Same. But I think all Bearing of... Bearing in mind like, it's 7.5%. It doesn't taste 7.5%. No, it I don't... See, this is the thing. I don't think any like, of these have None of these the taste their ABV. So, yeah, so the Little Pomona, it's worth saying, that's 7.3% because I don't think we said it. No, I don't think we did. I don't think we said it on the recording anyway. No. 7.3%. And that definitely didn't taste anywhere near 7%. No. Um, the last, the the, the um, just barrel-aged cider that we had from yeah. Three Hills, the last one, that's 6.5%. Again, like, I don't feel like that tasted 6.5%. I, I would say probably quite, like, if you told me fives, I'd go, oh, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Up to maybe even six. But, yeah. like, it doesn't feel like it's over over six, sort of, in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, and this one, 7.5% does not taste 7.5%. No. I like this one. I feel like this is like a not that I sitting like out others, in the sun. I, I particularly am enjoying this one. I do like that. And I think maybe as well, for me, the carbonation level is more noticeable in this one. Yes. Out of all of them. So I feel like, for me, that carbonation... And the aftertaste, for me, is those, like, wood notes. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like, there is complexity in it to a degree. I wouldn't say it's like, so far I still think like Pomona, Little Pomona is so far the most complex because there were so many flavours evolving and changing. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then I felt like the last Three Hills one was like a no frills, just, you know, well-made sort of cider. And then I feel like this one is sort of that middle ground where there's some complexity to it in that there is sort of a roller coaster of flavours to me. Yeah. It's like cause at the end you're like you're like, oh is it done? No. Oh I'm left with like this the the, the barrel, the flavours from the barrel is kind of what's like sticking with me. Yeah, it's really at interesting. At the end of it. Um 
that it's just yeah I feel like that is the one that sits sort of in the middle in terms of complexities and it's just really yeah it's I don't nice. know if we said as well but it's also quite dark it's dark, much darker in colour like it's a proper like gold colour I'd say definitely less hazy it's definitely more clear than the other yours is mine isn't mine's hazy ooh interesting only very slightly but mine's fairly clear mm. Mine's a similar mm. clearness to the little Pomona. But as yeah, I quite like this one. So yeah, I like this one a lot. Right, should we go into the third this one then the and just one. see how the just third one stacks racking up. up? Racking up beers here. Is it? You don't normally <laughs> see this. Normally these are off to one side. Here, when we're doing our recording. Face them forward so you can yeah, at least have well, something nice to look at. Um, saving them so we can do our beer notes afterwards. I like this glass. Hmm. <laughs> I think this is a yeah Redden. This was a Redden festival one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like 2015. So let's we can we can go back to our you know we had our through the beer glass episode. Oh, we we did, sort yeah. of talked about beer glasses, um, and like stories that have to go with yeah. beer glasses. Now I can tell you, with these Redding beer glasses, the, I'm fairly certain these were like not actually the beer glasses of that year. I have the beer glasses of that year, which was 2015. Yeah, I think this was the wine glasses so basically oh. what would happen is like you would go so we lived in reading i think we lived in reading at this time in 2015 i can't remember now um can't remember when we moved out of reading but like basically because we were the people that lived in reading and then all of our friends had either moved out of reading or yeah like you know just we were the closest ones physically to it so we'd go they eventually split Reading into a day session and an evening session yeah. i remember when i first moved here it was just like a whole saturday a like whole ruckus yeah. Um, and then they split into two separate sessions as they normally do with beer festivals now. And that happened, that's happened for quite some time. So we'd go to the day session, day drink. We'd go out afterwards. We'd go to dinner afterwards yeah. somewhere, half cut, as you do, casually. I think we went to like Nando's one year. Rick was not impressed because he was like not a Nando's person. Because he's like, if I want chicken, I will make chicken. And right, he's yeah, just I'm like, not, that is... I'm not really a Nando's He's person. like, I, and, I, and I agree to... to like, yeah. I enjoy Nando's if that's what's like, being no ordered. No shame. Enjoy yourself in Nando's if that's what you like. I think it's that's it. Yeah, no, 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 no shade there or anything. But also, he's very much like, it's, it's chicken though. Yeah. I'll just make chicken. Right, yeah, so so yeah, I remember like we went out after. We either went to like Turtle, you went to go play pool at one point, I think. And what happens is you at these festivals, you tend to like pay a deposit for the glass, then you can either keep yeah. the glass or you can return it. I think for a while you used to just get it, and then they changed it so that you would get your deposit back if you yeah. got the glasses back. Um, but no one ever did because like no one could be asked to do that. But then also, I would do it if it was a plastic glass because I was like, mm, I ain't keeping no. the plastic glass. <laughs> These ones are always glass. Yeah, They're always always glass. Um, and like nobody could be asked to go yeah. and return it. But equally, once they actually started going out, nobody could be asked to hold on to their glass. Yeah. Obviously, being the lady in the group, the lady, the, the lady that I am, um, I'd have a bag, and then they'd be like, oh, can we just like can you just hold on to these and put them in your bag? And I'd be like, yeah. And the whole intention was for me to give it back to them yeah. at the end of the night. And then nobody would remember. They'd all forget. <laughs> and then no one would want them back. Yeah. So we've accumulated so many glasses. I think that's how we got these. Is like somebody must have had wine got w- like wine or yeah. something and gave like, well, like, oh, can you hold on to these? Yeah. And then never took them back. Um, because that's the only way I can even think that I would have ended yeah, up with. Because they're normally pint glasses. They're normally yeah, yeah. just straight like pint glasses. Yeah. And I think we've got ones that have the des- this design on it. It's yeah. just a straight pint glass. 
Yeah. Nice. These moved houses with us, and then eventually, when like people needed glasses, like a nephew moved in to his house near uni, and you know, yeah, nieces moving. Like, oh, you need pots and pans. Do you need glasses? Yeah. Please take some. <laughs> Have some glasses, yes, please. <laughs> and it's all. I think we got rid of. We did yeah. a charity shop, like. Because we'd have like five or six of the yeah. same one. I've kept like one of each glass or yeah. two of each glass. And then See, I'm now like, usually if I end up with two glasses at a beer festival, one goes to you if we weren't there together. I mean, I didn't think you really wanted. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> 2015, we didn't even know each other. Though. Yeah, but I mean, but, I think, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't even think, I think I got rid of some of them more yeah. recently as well. Usually I we, wouldn't assume that you wanted a no, 2015 Reading beer festival. If I now go to a beer festival and you're not there, then he's like, this glass is for Tory. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Rick is not as generous as Gordon because no. Rick's like, that's my glass. Yeah, Rick yeah, <laughs> keeps his. But if I get an extra, rude. extra one, like if I'm working at a beer festival yeah. and I've got two, I'm yeah. like, you can have it. Usually we end up together though. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> normally it, isn't it? Right, let's open this one. I'm really excited Apple about brandy, this one. triple sec and sherry. Oh, it's gone back to a pale colour again. Very fizzy. Get that ASMR smile. Look at those car bubs. <laughs> those car V's. <laughs> it's gonna be a new thing now. Only because I know it's gonna like so many people are gonna listen to this. I'm gonna get complaints. I'm gonna have people going. It was un. I couldn't listen to it because you just kept saying carbies, and I just want to let you know, like stuff like that, like at work, I shortened the word platinum to platy, and that wound up. What have I done? He's like, no, immediately no, and then I just ignored him saying no, <laughs> and I continued to call it that because I was like, now that I know, that's wound you up. I think that's even funnier now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Very, far less carbonation bubbles, but yeah. still very, like, I find it really interesting when they're slow moving, because it's just, they just go so slow. You're like, how does that happen? It looks magical. Very apple Again, I feel like this smells very similar to that one. Yeah. Well, and this, this is the is... clearest out of all of them, actually. An intriguing blend. Yeah, it is. An intriguing blend of two-year-old spirit barrel-aged ciders. Expe- expect funk and oak with subtle notes of orange and vanilla. I would say I was funk, the yes. Vanilla. Funk, yes. Yeah. Orange, yes. Vanilla, yes. Orange, I don't know if I get orange. I don't know if I get orange. But definitely vanilla, but I feel yeah, like it vanilla. is a vanilla that's like a barrel. Yeah, a barrel. A vanillin. A, a vanillin. That comes from the wood in a barrel. It's definitely more of a vanillin than it is like straight yes. vanilla. It's a, the chemical that you get from it being in wood. Yeah, I don't get orange. I don't get orange. Maybe I'm well in the taste. Alright, I'm going in. Ooh. Again, I feel like this one needs a few sips to acclimatise yourself. Adjust. Yeah. I don't know if I'm getting anything from those barrels, specifically. Like, in addition to what, in addition, yeah. what we had in the previous one. I think the previous one almost had a little bit more sweetness to it. Yeah, definitely. This one doesn't have that sweet. It's, for me... This one's much drier. This land's the same, except without the sweetness. Yeah. But again, we're saying that as people that yeah, are... Yeah, we're not cider. We are not cider people. cider people, so I bet that there are um, people that are more into cider that would be like, actually, I think you'll find this, this yeah, and this. And, and I feel like this one tastes more alcoholic. But I mean, Honestly, I suppose I, I do. I think this one tastes more alcoholic, but then also it's been in three different spirit barrels, so... I guess it does... Maybe, maybe it does. It does... I do actually get sort of that... Like, it does land in a way of, like, you're having something with a spirit in it. Because mm. it... 
it's not, I wouldn't call it an alcohol burn. Like maybe a bit of warmth. I don't even know if I'd yeah. describe it as that. I wouldn't describe it as warmth, but it's hard for me to know how to describe yeah. it. Because it's not an alcohol burn. It's not an alcohol warmth. But my brain goes, ooh, alcohol. Yeah, agree. But it's interesting how this one, compared to all of them, so like even the ones that were clear, yeah, felt like they had mostly like it was mostly clear but a little bit of shadow it's like you couldn't yeah. if you were looking through like you'd see your like, finger out the other side you but it would knew, be a little bit shaded yeah like there was obviously fruit particle like if, not not chunks like particles isn't even the word like no but there's like you know how when juice has got a little bit of a haze not even a haze like it's just not clear yeah. because there's obviously fruit in it like that's how the others were this is crystal i feel like if you had like something painted on your nail on the other ones, you'd probably see a shadow or something. You wouldn't be able to make it out. But yeah, like I can see you've got glittery nails. I've got glittery nails and you can see it through it. You can see the chip like, in I my nail look, polish. I can look <laughs> Annoyingly. it and I can see the bubbly knot head on the top. I can see us on camera yeah. through it. Whereas like the other one, I feel like you'd see a little bit. Like you'd know that there was something there. But it wouldn't be as But it as wouldn't be clear. as crystal clear. Yeah. Whereas this is overall just yeah. more crystal clear. Which is really interesting because I wonder, I wonder sort of like... How that one ended up clearing up more than the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, for me, compared to the first one of the Three Hills, where that one yeah. is, like, really, it's really, very like, yes. hazed. It's hazed. The other one, it, it is clear, but yeah. it has it's a little a... bit more of the yeah. tinge to it. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. I need, Let's have a few more sips of it before we sort of decide our final feelings on it. Because this one, I arguably would say, this is going to sound really weird... But I almost find that it's it's very complex because it's not complex. Like, I found it complex... Not complex. I find it complicated to explain. Yes. Because there's nothing... There's not really a lot I can liken it to. It's yeah, really hard to I, get the words Yeah, right. I feel like I'm struggling to explain what it tastes like. And that's very odd for me. Because usually I can attest it to something. Yeah. And I feel like in this I'm like, I don't know how to put that into words. Yeah, definitely. That's that's how I'm feeling. So while we take it in a little bit, I have a few, um, a few little bits of cider, cider making lingo Ooh. that I thought we could, I could run you through. So obviously, I've already done cidery and cider maker, basically, where the cider is made and by whom. Uh, but one I thought was really interesting was pomology. <laughs> so pomology. pomology is the study of apples and other fruit bearing plants. I didn't know that. Because they are pom fruits. Yeah, but I thought that was really interesting. And in yeah. French, I think pom is apple, is apple isn't it? Yeah. P-O-M-M-E. But yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Didn't know that that was so a thing. when you're doing, like, side note while we're on terminology, when, um, when you're doing... I keep pulling out the Cicerone training today, but it feels like this is Go for a it. good place to do it. Like, you know how people say stone fruit? Yeah. And that kind of covers a lot of different fruits. Um, one of the terms it, that we learn in Cicerone is pom fruit, so that kind of covers apples, pears. See, like when you like say that. when you say pom fruit, like as a non Cicerone, like so I can yeah. take my non Cicerone brain into yes. this, um, my non certified brain into this. Um, I would be like, if you said pom fruit, I'd think like pomegranate. <laughs> I think like my brain would go, oh pomegranate. My brain goes pom bears. And I start thinking yeah, about crisps, which I, is not the right thing at all. I don't, I don't feel like I would go apples and all that. Apple like, I wouldn't yeah. automatically do that. But no, I think no, with, yeah. like, pomology, 
because I know French for apple. Yeah. It's the one, probably the one thing. Yeah. I failed French, like, numerous times over. Oh, I passed um, French, you know. My French started to come back when I was in Paris the other way. I passed Italian. I did not pass <laughs> French. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> didn't, just no. Uh, but, yeah. But I think because I at least retained that. Yeah. <laughs> I think... But I'm like, oh, pomology, that makes sense. But I thought that was... I, I'd still think, like, probably apple-based, and I wouldn't have thought, yeah. like, overall fruit-bearing um, plants in general. That's interesting. There's also what is known as must, which is the base for cider. So that is, aka, is just the extracted juice from the apples and pears. So I've heard the term grape must, I think. Yes, that's just that's the extracted... Because I've heard of that being added to beer... Really, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but that's that is um that is a must. Didn't yeah, I hadn't heard of that before, but it's referenced quite a lot when you look up sort of side making. Uh, there's back sweetening, which is adding sweeteners to balance the tartness for the cider and increase its sweetness. So yeah, I'm gonna guess. I, I didn't look up a lot into it, but what I'm gonna probably guess that happens is like what, by the point it's added, it's when you know that it's probably not gonna be. Yeah. particularly sweet based on what you put in there or you know oh. you're going to want it sweeter so I feel like then the talk- apples are going to give you I feel like we talked a little bit about back sweetening when we were doing white wine as well yeah we might have done when we were doing sparkling wine I think they kind of back sweeten some of those mm. the last one I've got which I'm not sure if this is pronounced right or not is Lee's Lee's yeah yep Cool, I did say it right then. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's how I've said it. We could both be very wrong. We could both be I've wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's the sediment or the settled solids at the bottom of the container after fermentation. Ooh, so. so I think some of we have got one that we're going to do maybe a little bonus about. Um, Daya did a series of beers teaser. This is why you, you want to go on coffee with um, Little Pomona, and some of theirs were put on were rested on the lees. Um, from pear from pear cider I th- from Perry I think I think they might have used lees and and pomace in different ones so yeah I had heard that term before but I didn't know what it was I had never heard that term before yeah and I thought it was interesting because like normally we would just go like oh there's sediment in it we would yeah, be like that's interesting there's that word I mean I didn't know certainly if there was I'd a be... word for it I mean I didn't use that word for I'd it. be interested to know what the pomace adds compared to what the lees add like how do you choose whether you're going to use pomace or whether you're going to use lees what in the sense of like what what day it did yeah because the lees um, is the sediment that's left at uh, yeah so that's that is the sediment and the solids that are left at the bottom after the fermentation so like in day's case yeah like why do they why would they choose Choose that whereas the pomace pomace. whereas the pomace is is squished up Bit effectively yeah, yeah the squished up bit before you extract, extract, extract it yeah um interesting so yeah it's it is that is int- it'll be interesting to look more into the data stuff yeah so if only we had if only we had some maybe we do i think we do have one because it was a series of three and i think i bought the one that i hadn't had yet because i've had two of them yeah you think you bought that or well, you don't know we'll you'll have, have to check it on coffee you'll, see have, to follow, you'll have to follow us on coffee i guess Yep. <laughs> Find yes, out. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah. How how are you feeling like having this more having more sips of it? I think I still like the previous one the best. I think this might be my second favourite though. Well I don't know, I'm saying that not really remembering. I'm getting honey from it now. I think there is just something there is a, it tastes to me like it definitely tastes more boozy, it definitely tastes like spirit. Yeah. 
I feel like it's too apple-y for me, if that makes sense. It does have... I think this one and the last one did have more sort of just straight yeah, apple taste apple in it. Them. Like spot, more sparkling yeah. apple. Because so I feel like this carbonation is lower than the previous carbonation. Yes, so it tastes less like sparkling apple and more just like... like apple with a little like with some spirit yeah somehow like at some type of more cocktaily type yeah. situation um but yeah that's that's that one yeah should we have our final one let's i'm excited for this one because this is the yeah. goes <laughs> i also want to point out on this men and women are advised not to regularly drink more than 14 units a week just fyi just in case Drink responsibly, yo. Drink responsibly. Does it drink responsibly? All right, I'll let you do the pouring of this one. Yeah, I'm not a saboteur. I'm not a cider saboteur. Oh, it smells fun. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's you just nearly spat your It smells trail. fun. I'll have you know I'm using the podcast. The podcast? That is my favourite. I know, you love that one. I love it so much. Even though I've had a replacement. Gordon was so annoyed that it wasn't But I, I genuinely love it I know. more. I was like, because it just is the podcast, and that is like, wh- which one? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You need the other one to find out. <laughs> um, so this is Hogan's oh. goes against the grain cider, one hundred percent, one hundred percent fresh pressed. It says in the front. Uh, goes against the grain is a minerally saline sour, lip licking delicious cider. Hints of the seaside. The ghost style accentuates mm. our cider's appleiness. We've taken our Bretonomyces <laughs> fermented cider with its farmyard notes and sharp overtones and included a little Cornish sea salt to bring out the character of this lovely cider. Enjoy. We love it. Toot toot, you're that own horn, Hogan's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for a second, as you said, I thought you were reading that. I thought you were like, toot toot. <laughs> we love it. Good. I think um, I can tell you what I think it smells like. Yeah. It smells like I don't want to ruin it. Do you have an idea in your head of what you'd describe it as? I mean, I it smells like mineral salt and, and barnyard. It does, but do you know how I describe it? No. Popcorn. It smells to me. It smells like popcorn. It smells to me well, it like, doesn't popcorn. Smell to, like popcorn. Like salted me. popcorn. Oh no, it doesn't smell like that to me. I think it's the great, like, I think that's the grainy element to me. It's like translating in a popcorny way. But yeah, okay. it is definitely, I'm getting the sort of. Getting a lot of Brett. I'm getting all that Brett. All that Brett. All that Brett. All that Brett. That's a song now. <laughs> I just want to specify yeah. now. It's a song it's now. It's a song now because I just made it so. Oh, can right. we get a remix board out here and just take that? I'll just get you going. All that Brett. All that Brett. <laughs> Yeah, I just get. I don't know why I get popcorn, and I think it is just the great, like great from a grain perspective. That is what is in my head. Is like there's no grain in it, is there? It's apples and it's apples and salt. Maybe I don't know. The ingredients are on the other side. So it says English cider, apple juice, water, sugar, carbon dioxide, Cornish sea salt, malic acid. Yeah, no, there's. I know. So I was reading. I was reading the goes against the grain, and my brain was going, "Oh, there's got to be grain in it." And this I is thinking, why. And I was thinking right. that's got to be why it's there. But our brains are so impressionable. Yeah. This is why you don't read labels before you try things. No, but I still think it smell like mm-hmm. it smells like popcorny. I don't know why. 
I was just in my brain going, oh, maybe that's explained. Because in my brain, I've read that, and obviously you just read the label out, and my brain's just gone, yeah. Can you but... drink that, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it. Tis confusion. Right? I feel like there's a lot of things happening. I don't want to say what it tastes like, because then I'm going to... I'm going to mould your impressionable brain. Hold on. There's something specific and I can't Mm. figure it out. I don't want to say it because then you'll go, ooh. It's definitely... Like, I definitely get a bit of the saltiness. Like, I definitely get get that saltiness in there. I definitely get, like, the cider element in there. I almost get some, like, spice. Not, like, heat spice. Like, as in spiciness. Like, similar to... I've used this description before and I never know what it is, like, like root beer type okay. spiciness. Like what's lingering in my mouth right now yeah. is like a Dr. Pepper type okay. spice. I don't know why. That's just what is there. Okay. I taste butter. So <laughs> that was another one that I was going to say. It actually does taste like buttered pop- popcorn. Like buttered popcorn. Right. So maybe, maybe me going pop- popcorn smell, maybe I'm an actual genius. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe I'm playing 5D chess she, she was and like, you're here playing like, top up 2D. Right. She was eight bit. three moves, three moves ahead of me there. <laughs> I am the queen's gambit, mate. That is like, because that again, I was, I literally had a sip of it and I was like, I feel like I'm getting buttered popcorn. But I also don't want to say... It. But, like, um, not just buttered. It's when you have, like, the salty sweet yeah. one. But then there's butter in yeah, it Yeah, because well. there was a bit of sweetness to it. So I'm almost getting, like, buttery caramel. Yeah, I don't think it tastes buttery in, like, a, like when we talk about beer. It's and you not kind like, of go, like, an off flavour. Yeah, I was flavor. like, it's not, like, it's not necessarily diacetyl. No. But it is buttery. Yeah. It's not... An, it doesn't... It doesn't land as an off flavour. But it made me go, ooh. <laughs> I'll be like... I want to talk about the like, I got so I get like funky barnyard apple yeah salt yeah butter butter caramel I think it all comes together yeah well maybe like a caramel popcorn yes like a caramel popcorn more but, than a yeah, butter caramel corn but it's like if you use salted popcorn and then yeah. made a caramel corn yeah. out of it yeah this one it's interesting I would say I like I quite on like one hand it's actually saltiness. On one hand, it's actually just as, com- in my opinion, mm. just as complex as that little Pomona. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting this Which one I'm to surprised. be. Yeah, I'm very surprised about. I mean. It's really interesting. Hogan's. I love that you turn around and go, we love it. Two, like, two. Two, two. <laughs> I that you two like, your own impressive. Noise. Beep, fucking beep. <laughs> I, lo- I love your conviction <laughs> right. in yourself. Right. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm not disagreeing with it. Right. Two, two. I'm there with you. I don't hate it. No. I kind of went in going, I don't know, this would be interesting right. to try, but I don't really, I don't know. How's that going to work? How's the saltiness going to work? And I feel How's like... it going to play? And actually, it's played off really well. Yeah, and I feel like if you've got someone who really enjoys the ghost style, like, you can be like, try this, you'll like it. I, I think it's, it depends. In my opinion, it depends, because I don't think you're getting any real, like, tartness to it. Like, there's no... There's no, like, really? Sh- I'm getting a little See, bit of tartness. I'm not. I think where you're getting the, the Dr. Pepper spice, I'm interpreting that as a little bit of tartness. Maybe. I think like the, the, any type of 
tartness that's there is very, it's quite minor and it's only for like a very quick second. And I think it sort of depends. Like, I think if you like ciders, if you normally like ciders and you normally like beers and you kind of struggle to like pick between them, I feel like yeah. this is a good. Because I actually think like some people might go, I don't like goes, like I don't like the goes style. And actually, I don't think those people would necessarily dislike this. Like, I don't think what mm. puts people off of a goes, I don't think is what's here. I think it's quite salty, though. It is quite salty. Yeah, there is quite a level of saltiness. Yeah. But I think, like, it's not always the salt that can... Because mm. yeah, some gozers aren't, like, even though the salt's there... Yeah. When it should only be a so, When it's doing its job, it's flavors. not... Yeah, it a should lift. be balanced enough. <laughs> a lift. <laughs> a lift. Um, it should be there to <laughs> to lift you up. Um but I think some of the re- like when sometimes people don't like gozers and there is sort of like a bit more sharpness to it as so well. I don't feel like that is is here to do that. Like I feel like right, you I, might I still you like this yeah. if you didn't yeah. like a goze. I see what you mean. Um I think this one might be my favourite one. It's definitely the most I feel like oh it's really hard because I feel like we're doing <laughs> Doing some of them are really dirty here. Oh, but that's that. what I feel like. I feel like I can't say that this is the best one, but it, I think it is my favourite. No, but that, that's the thing is like what we're doing what we're talking dirty, about. Right? What we're what we're talking about is more like as non-cider drinkers. Yeah. We're trying to just work out like what did we like, what didn't yeah. we like. So it's just going like that one's my favourite. It doesn't mean that it's like the upper I don't, yeah, echelon. I don't like, it doesn't like necessarily mean it's the upper cider. echelon. I just enjoy the taste of it. Like. But I guess that's probably similar to how, like, if somebody wasn't really into beer and they were trying to get into beer, as we discussed the other day, you don't just throw a duchess at someone right, yeah, and go like, yeah, you're like, going you're gonna to love it, mate. This is great. Like, you don't... And like, I think that's the same with sours in general. Like, we don't just yeah. tend to go, like, go in with this, like, really complex, like, yeah. intense sour. Yeah. No. We tend to go, or even funky beers in general, you don't go the most complex thing you can right. find to Please get something drink. into wild right. and, and spontaneously Please funky this, things. this amazing Cantillon and realise that this is, yeah. this is actually the best beer in the world, like... <laughs> You go, let's, what's a baby step first? Right. And I feel like this is probably a really good, like, yeah. a really good baby step for someone yeah. to get into cider. So, like, by us saying, oh, this might be the most appealing to us, that's not to go, like, oh, yeah, what this, like, really intense cidery is doing. Like, this really serious cidery I mean, doing this really intense made, thing. But... I think it's beautifully made, and I've I've really enjoyed the collab that they've done. I need with, to come back round to it. I'll with um, I really enjoyed the collabs they did with Daya, but I I feel like I'm not a cider person. Like I feel like I've done this, and I'm just like I'm not a cider person. Like I, I've enjoyed trying them. Would I if I was out pick a cider? Not necessarily. Um, but yeah, so I revise it when I said that smells like popcorn. I yeah. think it smells like popcorn, but now it smells like caramel popcorn. Uh, well, I put that in your brain now because I know what it tastes <laughs> yeah. like. I'm like, oh, it smells like caramel popcorn. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think this is a very interesting drink. I don't know if I would go out and buy it myself because I don't think I'm a cider drinker. I think I probably still would. To be fair, mm. I think for me, in I my... think you've like you've drunk more cider than me generally. Mm. And also, I think, like, would I go and buy... Yeah, I, I probably would, because I, I 
for me, what my buying habits are, I go, I want to, like, is that super interesting? Is that, yeah. have they done something really yeah. weird and wonderful? Or, yeah. you know, just to go like, oh, you know, the label looks appealing to me. Um, just like the whole, what they do is really interesting to me. Yeah. And also like, I'd be interested to try when they've started blending and aging and the different yeah. barrels and stuff. So like, I'd probably, I probably would, but it's something that I would save for a more fancy occasion. I if think. somebody bought it to a bottle show, I'd drink it. And I'd be interested to drink it. I don't know if I would invest in a 750ml bottle. Personally. I think for me, if I... I would, but it wouldn't be just to drink by myself. Yeah, yeah, you don't... You want to share it with somebody, yeah. I don't think... Or for a special occasion. A special occasion, yeah. Or, yeah. A bottle share, special occasion, or yeah. just a nice meal. Like, I feel like I would take it out, but I would take it out in a, speci- a specific yeah. time with multiple people. I don't yeah. think I would do it as, like... I wouldn't invest in a bottle to drink it by myself. Yeah. Or just to drink with Rick. It would be like, hey, we've yeah. got a bottle. Let's yeah. wait for, like, a nice reason. Even if it was the two of us, but it would have to be, like, a nice reason to take it out. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to get two of the bottles um, and kind of go here's one bottle, have it fresh, and then here's yeah. another one, age it, and see how that works. Like, So, I can give you some facts, fun facts, Ooh, actually. Do you want some fun facts, facts to send us out? I'm going to have some more of this cider, though, because I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, I'll have some as well, then. Um, so, some fun facts. Ciderkin was a colonial beverage that was made with the leftover apple pulp after pressing. It was a weak alcoholic, it was weekly alcoholic, mm-hmm. and it was mainly drunk by children. Ah, so much like a table beer, like, because, uh, well, because I suppose it's it's still um, safer than water. So we'll get to right? that one in a second. Okay, we'll get to, we'll get to that one in a second. I'm jumping the gun. You're I'll be definitely quiet. jumping the gun. No, no, don't stay quiet. It's, <laughs> you're, that's good. It's a good transition, but what I will say, before I get to that part, um, obviously... The UK is the largest producer of cider. Hey, I feel like that's probably not that shocking to anyone. I think that it's it's shocking if you don't live in the UK. Yeah, if you're from the US and you don't really understand that sort of difference in cider, I didn't really know. Maybe now it's different, but like before I moved here, hard cider was very in the US was very um not very common. Yeah. And I think it was just starting to be like, a, oh, here's some hard cider. Right. Or you'd make it your, like, you'd maybe put some rum in some non-alcoholic right. cider and <laughs> make some nice warm, right. like, like almost like a mould cider. And yeah. That. I mean, it's, um, a, it's like a, it's a farmyard process. Do you know, it's, you know. But I think we didn't, it wasn't really as, as popular in the US. Yeah. At least when I was there. And it might not still... Like, it still might not be... I'm not sure, actually. I wonder, like, I wonder if that is anything to do with, like, the type of people that settled in the US or with... Like, because, I mean, you have apple trees and stuff, right? You have a lot so of apples, apple trees, Literally, right? it's like... It depends on, I guess... Maybe it's it depends like, on where you are. I'm biased. But where I'm from, it's very much like... Apples. Autumn is yeah. apple picking season. Yeah. So that's you have not apple a cider donuts. It. You have apple um, cider everything. Yeah, um, but that's all made like apple cider donuts, for example. That's made with just like apple, apple cider, yeah. not, not not what they would classify as hard cider. But yeah, I, thought, I wonder if that's something to do with. Yeah, I wonder if it's something to do with yeah. the type of settler that was there. Like they tended to be more beer people, or if it's something to do with like prohibition. Potentially, yeah. I mean, that's potential. Um, I thought I think it's it's interesting. Just in the sense of like, 
I think that if you it, some deep alcohol history. It feels it feels really <laughs> we're not qualified to probably <laughs> dig not into. Qualified to dig into that one it's now. fine, but we're gonna do it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's interesting because I think like when you when you live in the UK you go obviously the UK is the biggest. Right. And when you've lived in the UK and you've travelled around Europe and everywhere yeah. else you go like and, and you've seen what the US is like, you go, Oh yeah, of course, that's a no brainer. I mean But so I think the, if you were in the US and someone said to you, Who's the biggest cider producer? you wouldn't necessarily know. You'd just be like America. Us, because we are number one. Everything. I can say that. I can say that. I'm American, I can say that. So like I mean beer and wine developed because of the climates right so that's why like northern europe's got more beer because of a damn i'm so climate. glad you're saying all this because you're setting me up for some really good fun facts oh, good. carry on and then you know the closer to the equation you got more wine because of the heat and stuff i wonder how that how that works out with apples well, if somebody knows, like, we'll get a oh, little Pomona. Come talk to I mean, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally talk to... I would love to talk to a cidery and, like, mm. learn more. And then they can tell us why we're so wrong for... <laughs> why we're so wrong for Everything. Everything. Is, um, there's no shade on Hogan's either. No. Like, I, I toot, do... toot your own horn. It was a good one. I'm it was really good. You. It was really good. Um, but, yeah, and I think, like, obviously, when it comes to how far back ciders go... Yeah. I mean, it was enjoyed by ancient Romans, Greeks, Celts, all them ancient peeps. So that was a fairly old, fairly old drink. Um, uh, according to Brothers Cider website, so Brothers is like another, if you don't know, they're another big like supermarket cider. Mm. I mean, I think that's it. So I started like Magnus and then I probably was more like moved into more like Rekorgalig. Uh, and so Brothers is another one okay. that's had some... Not Thatcher's. No, I was never a Thatcher's never person. No, Thatcher's. I was very much Magnus. Scrumpy. When we were at, Scrumpy, when no. we were at, um, at despite at everyone school, thinking I'm West Country <laughs> at school, Scrumpy Jacks was uh, was because uh, my friend's friend's family had a pub, um, and so we all we all had like Scrumpy Jack glasses from the pub. <laughs> I've been asked of like. When people think I'm from West Country and they're like, do you love cider? I'm like, no. No. They're like, do you get your... say?" They want me to say combine harvester is normally combine one. Harvester. Combine harvester. It's normally one that people ask <laughs> me to just, say. You're just like combine harvester. What? Co- combine harvester. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like... Fun. And then it's like uh, side, cider. <laughs> okay. Cider. Cider. I can uh, say it better than you can. They, they get very confused. Is this that... is why I laugh so hard when everyone's <laughs> like, where are you from? And I'm like... Go on, guess. The amount of people that I've walked up to and they're like, and you're from the West Country. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. And then, yeah, it always devolves into like cider chat. And I'm like, I don't, no idea. That's very stereotypical. And scrumpy. And like, they'll be like, oh, scrumpy cider. I'm like, oh. Very stereotypical. Yes. We don't, we don't condone that kind of activity <laughs> on a women's brew. Don't profile me. No. Don't profile West, West Country people. Um, All cider is for everyone. <laughs> cider for everyone, for sure. Um, yeah, according to Brothers website, um, cider was this is this is where I was leading okay, into. Cool. Uh, cider was considered safer to drink than water between the 13th and the 17th century, yeah. and and also it wasn't uncommon to pay labourers in cider. Oh, much like um, saison was used was um, was we they say saison was used to pay people like yeah the, for, yeah provisions the farm for farmhands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, table beer, saison, you know, 
fermented beverages that were easily made at farms. But, All the same. But do I want to get paid just in that? No. Probably not. Probably not. Can't eat it. But I guess maybe if it was safer than water, you might. Um, but also, the more interesting part of that is also babies were being baptised on some occasions with cider. With cider? Because, yeah, because of how much cleaner and, oh. and um, more bug-free it was mm. in comparison to the drinking water during those years. Yeah. Well, that was really interesting. I was yeah. like, that's a really... Sticky, and it, it reminds right? me of, like... Um, well, I don't know if that cider is the same as, like, cider today or yeah. if it's slightly different or, you know, I, I don't know. That It didn't say that, but that was interesting. I remember going to the Jorvik Viking Centre, uh, as I've talked about probably numerous times now, in York. And um, I remember, like, the ride that you go on, they basically tell you that for them, like, drinking alcoholic beverages is better than drinking water. Yeah, because all the Because all the peas and poos used to run off yeah. into the water yeah. and contaminated their drinking water. So that's water. why table beer was a thing, because it was boiled, so then it was safe. And I suppose apples is... It was just apple juice rather than... And it's not got any actual water in it. So, you know, as long as you wash the apples, they're going to be safe, right? Yep, pretty much. Um, and then, yeah, so the only thing that stopped the whole labourers getting paid thing inside of... In 1887, there was a law called the Truck Amendment Act, and it made it illegal to compensate workers with cider as pay. Oh, that's interesting. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Although, money and cider yeah, if you like want, Yeah, if you want to pay for my labour in money and, and cider, cider, fine. Um, due to historical... So this leads me... This What you were saying a minute ago about different parts of the world yeah. and, and wine versus oh, so beer versus everything. You've tied it all I've in, you didn't it even all know. Um, so due to historical wars over wine, with the likes of countries such as like France and Portugal, yeah. Perry in the UK was used as a, more of a substitute for champagne. Oh, they were that's like, interesting. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. In the sense of like... Um, they're like, okay, you guys got it with wine. You've got, you know, France has, has uh, you know, the Champagne yeah. region has the Champagne. Guess what? We got Perry and we'll use that instead. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I prefer Perry to, to cider. So. I was going to say a lot of like, we, we would yeah. have, like when I first moved here, a lot of it would be Perry. Yeah. Um, like with beer cocktails, you can make cider cocktails. Um, so there's a place in Chicago, there's a drinking establishment in Chicago called Longman and Eagle, and they mix what is called Red Streak Cider. Now, I don't know if that's the name of the cidery or the name of mm. the cider. They mix that with Malort, which is a Swedish liqueur, and that liqueur is pretty much in its own considered fairly undrinkable on its own. Um, I think it has to do with bitterness, Um so you've got to add it to something sweet. So then. basically, they found that when you add the red streak cider, that has a like quite high acidity level, that right. it tamed the bitterness. Okay. And made it drinkable. Why are they making a spirit that nobody wants to drink? I don't know. Ask Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I mean, it must be produced for something. I'm sure that taste taste Other buds than... in that area. Oh, I'm sure, like you know, this is this was like a, an American bar okay. where taste buds are very different <laughs> to probably yeah. in Sweden yeah. so um so yeah that was and I think Malort's quite like a historic mm. more historically significant yeah. like drink as well from what I know maybe I'm wrong but that's just what I understand okay. um what well, I've heard of before um in uh, so you can also make liquors with cider uh, so in France they have what's called um Calvados 
and that is an apple brandy that is made by distilling cider. Oh. So yeah, um, they basically they just they they distill the cider and then they mature it in oak casks for two plus years. So two years minimum yeah um and they basically the apples are specifically grown and selected from over 200 named varieties and it's actually not uncommon for a producer to use over 100 specific varieties wow and um that's complex yep and with calvados it can be double or single distilled as well that was quite interesting um there's also something in the u.s called like applejack but i think that that's my little pony but i think (laughs) it might be my little pony as well uh (laughs) But I think she's orange. that, I feel like she should be. I know like, she's orange with red or something. Like that doesn't feel right. Uh, or green, like red and green. <laughs> when I think Applejack, I think of like the cereal Applejack. <laughs> this was an American um, since colonial periods. Yeah. Um, and I think, from what I remember of looking up, I don't have the notes here, but what I remember looking up, I'm not 100 percent sure that it was actually cider, like hard cider. I right. think it might have just been normal cider. <laughs> soft cider yes. <laughs> we refer soft to it as um, and then yeah the last one which is interesting to what I was saying a few minutes ago about how I was like when it comes to Little Pomona I would like to buy you know what I think would be interesting would be buying two and having one right away and having one aged yeah. however saying that um, ciders never quite finish conditioning Okay. so if you're ageing them it's good to know that it will probably get drier with age uh, okay as um, the yeast just eats up all the sugars yep but saying that aging ciders is more ideal when it's a cider that's six percent and over okay um and like most commercial ciders aren't really meant to be aged so right. like brothers recalling thatches whatever like those are all kind of not produced to be aged yeah. <laughs> um so what happens in that instance is um They'll be sterile conditioned or pasteurised and that means that basically if you age them for, for too long um, it will result in more of like a cider vinegar. Ooh. And I know that firsthand I've definitely had ciders yeah. that like were left over from like a party someone <laughs> comes to or whatever um, and you try it and then you go like you. it would be one of those things where you like get rid of everything on the shelf but let's have a little bit before we get rid of it. And I've definitely had ciders that I've left for like too long and you're like only good for cooking not good not good yeah good for cooking not not great for drinking no um but yeah those are all my fun facts that was cool i enjoyed that well thirsty now so i want to go finish the rest of these ciders i want to make my way back around and see yeah we're gonna have to go back around now my i feel like my palate has now adjusted adjusted to apples and heavy dryness so because i feel like a lot of these that i mean they're all fairly dry yeah, they're all, they're all very interesting. Like I'm glad salivating. that I've <laughs> drunk them. I don't think I'm a cider person. I'm a beer girl. That's what I am. Deal I think it. I am a cider person in the sense of like, beer is still my first option. Yeah. And if it's a choice between one or the other, it's still beer. Beer is my first and only love. However, if I went to, like I would love to li- to visit Little Pomona yeah. personally. I would love to visit there and try a whole bunch of things. Um, and to work out what of theirs, like what apple varieties and styles they do that I really enjoy and what is like not as much for my taste buds. And and then yeah. I would know what bottles to buy. And then it, maybe it's like beer where it's like I start on that particular way and then work my way across. Yeah. Um, again, like if I was at Three Hills and they had it on, on tap or, you know, whatever, 
I'd probably try it as yeah. well. But like, if I'm going to a location and I'm having only a handful of drinks, or I have to prioritize my drinking, so I'm not going to make it through a whole tap list. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna select beers. I'm probably not gonna select ciders unless the only the only option being if it's like more of like a macro. Yeah, a macro beer versus like an interesting cider. If it's macro against macro, it just depends on what's on. Yeah, because I'd probably take like a nice fruity refreshing um cider over usually as long as it's not too sweet so sometimes i find that those are just too too yeah. sweet and then it's like i can feel my teeth rotting in my in my head <laughs> none of these are this sweet so that's no. fine um but i think like i would potentially take a cider over something that is not what i want to put my money towards yeah so in terms yeah. of the craft uh, the non-craft beer world so yeah i it's very situational, but I think nine times out of ten, probably going to choose beer. Yeah. Well, that's okay, because that's why there's a wide selection of things for everyone to enjoy and choose what makes you happy. Drink I can't wait to try. Happy. I can't wait to try some of the other ones that we've got. Yeah. That are, I mean, it's for the bonus episode, you'll have to find out. But... You'll have to find out. Come join us over on coffee. Um, right, so Tori, if people want to suggest... Uh, little Pomona ciders that you should try. Yeah, definitely. Where can they do that? Yeah, you can do that on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism or on Gmail at adventuresinoptimism at gmail.com. Um, between that and my Instagram, you can pretty much get my links for anything else on there. Um, or you can message us both to tell us how wrong our opinions are you if can. you really want to. We um, won't listen. You can, but... <laughs> you, can, you can reach out to both of us. Uh, on a women's brew on Instagram or a women's brew podcast at gmail.com. Joe, if people want to like tell you more about Hogan's, they, they can tell me more about Hogan's if they want. I mean, I still think I still don't know anything about Hogan's. No, um, they're in the Malvern Hills, it says so on the label. Um, you can tell me some more about Hogan's. I think, uh, you know, sorry, cider people, I think that more cider for you because I think I'm just a beer girl. Um, but you can find me at my beer school. It's not about to become a cider school. Um, my beer and my, cider my school? Be- no, <laughs> just beer soz. Uh, my, my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning, and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. You will mostly find me on Instagram. Um, you can also come to my website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk, or you can email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. We've got to go finish all of these all of these and more and, and more that we've got in the fridge and more beer we've got beer as we've well we've got beer yeah it's going to be a good bank holiday weekend so on that note cheers cheers <laughs>